0: Seven out of ten proctologists recommend listening to The Drew Marshall Show. Hey,
1: we want to uh, introduce to you our very next guest on the show. Uh, Again, you're listening to The Drew Marshall Show. We're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca, and we're live right here in southern Ontario, covering six million people. With 17 listening. Bruce <laughs> Poon Tip, he is the founder of G Adventures, best selling author of Loop Tail and Do Big Small Things. He's on the phone with us right now. Bruce, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, thanks. Thank you for uh, bearing with us. We got a little behind because we had a yoga lesson. I could hear. I was uh, listening in out there. It sounds like it's been an interesting morning. It's been a sweaty day, a very <laughs> sweaty day. Um,. So, you're, are you Trinidadian? Is that a true story? I am. Yes, I am. Born in Trinidad. Uh, well, I went to boarding school with a bunch of Trinidadians. You did? Yeah. Do, do you know anybody with the last name Blades? No, I don't. Okay, that's the end of that story.
0: <laughs> that was, it is. Yeah. That I sad. left it. I, I was three when I left. Even though I do go back often, I left quite early. Do you still? But I was one there.
1: We're just dropping the dropping the. Uh, what are those things? Jars Dur- called again? Contigos. contigos all over the place here. I'll bet you, you <laughs> of all people, have contigo uh, containers, right? Uh, no. Come on, Bruce Poon tip, no, You don't travel with contigos. I learned all
0: kinds of new things today. Like when did yoga get to be a sweaty thing?
1: are you kidding me you don't sweat in yoga
0: <laughs> just watching <No>. him sweaty <laughs> I, can't believe I do not sweat in yoga I
1: can't believe you don't sweat in yoga man that's unbelievable uh, no. all right listen your uh, your book uh, is yeah. is something that um, uh, I've been quite interested to follow and look at and, and look into because I, when I first heard it was like a journal book I thought really a journal book how am I going to interview a guy about a journal book but yeah. it, the graphics man are unbelievable uh, yeah a whole team of people put together to do this yes um what's the motivation though why
0: well i guess at the heart of it we to. i mean we are a travel company we believe there's a lot of power in travel and you know travel has the ability to be a force of good travel has the ability to you know change people's lives and it can be a great powerful tool if done the right way um, and we want it and we think more people should travel that's the heart of kind of the business side but you know, but more so, we wanted to inspire people to to travel as opposed to just you know thinking it's, we're kind of conditioned to take a holiday once a year to get rest, but travel could be so much more, and so we wanted to you know put together a book that inspired people in, diff- in a different way and we had a publisher that gave us a bit of freedom and creativity and we kind of went wild with
1: it um, i the one of the things that impressed me the most about this is the uh, the real journeys the stories that are in it. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you've included those. So I don't know how, it's hard, it's a really hard book to describe on Radio Man. Um, you know, you've got yeah. these fantastic pictures, you've got all these sort of interactive parts, you know, if you, when, you have, when I think of interactive book, I either think of pop-ups or scratch and sniff. Neither of those are in there, <laughs> although that would have been cool.
0: It would have been. I wish I'd had you on the, on the ideas committee earlier. Oh,
1: what man. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So, so but to explain to people how, how interactive it is. That's what we really want to know.
0: Well, yeah, the you know we you know travel has the ability to really impact people in a positive way, not only just the traveler but local people, and and it can be it can be such a transformative experience if done well or done the right way, and so we wanted to create a journal, uh, what we call a field guide, a companion, whatever it is, to document a moment in time when that'll inspire you to do things to take yourself out of your comfort zone, you know today travel is defined by tourism like you, you know we're, we're believers that you know we're born explorers and we're born travelers but society makes us into tourists and that's why we have cruise ships and compound resorts that um really, really take people away from traveling they give you all the comforts of home and our philosophy is if you want the comforts of home stay at home um and so you know we built this book to inspire people to travel in a new way and and document it and create an activity book
1: You've been all over the place. Um, I, I would love to hear some of your travel stories. Uh, I've got millions.
0: Uh, where would you like to start? I well, do travel a lot, and I I, I
1: want to hear about travel. the time you were locked up in a Burmese border prison. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Good choice. <laughs> so,
0: uh, well, it was 1992, and Burma was a closed country at the time, um, so you weren't even. No one was allowed in, and I. I'm an Asian looking by descent and got mistaken for a Thai person when I was in Thailand. So I went up to the border of Thailand and Burma. And people always thought I was Thai Thai when I was there. And Thais are allowed to go back and forth in the uh, border in Burma. So I thought, you know, I'll change clothes with my tour guide. And I will just walk across the border as a Thai person and go into Burma and check it out and see what it's like. And I did. And I had a great time. But on my way out, I had a problem. Um, Some they caught me and tackled me at, onto the ground at, at the border and arrested me. They tackled uh, you, yeah, yeah, I, I tried to run oh, <laughs> they, oh okay,
1: uh, <laughs> minor detail
0: yes <laughs> I, well, they first asked me for they were speaking in in, in Burmese or Thai, uh, asking me for papers, of course when they, they and when I, when i, when I couldn 't answer them, I started to walk away faster. I tried to get lost in the crowd because there 's a huge market at the border. And they followed me closer and closer. I panicked. I started to run because the border was like 100 meters from where I was, not even 50 meters. And uh, I was tackled to the ground and they arrested me and put me in jail.
1: And you got out how? I escaped. It's a long story. Do you want to hear this? But well, uh, this is no hear. because th- look. What's the point? The point of this book is for you to inspire people. People to, be, to get arrested. Yeah, to, to people get busted at the border. Yeah. Um, what was that uh, with uh, with Angelina Jolie's uh, father when he got arrested smuggling drugs? Um, John Voight. John Voight. What was that called? Midnight Express. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember wow, that? Wow, it was okay. horrible. Okay, so that
0: so that was a movie. This
1: was my real life. All oh, right. Okay. So. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta keep this straight. No, but look. The so, point. No, so the,
0: the, I, I, I I was in prison I they had this little trial at the border I was sentenced to go to move to Rangoon transfer to Rangoon um, and go to jail and um I I and I did these these guards came to take me away and I bribed them I told them if they take me to the border let me go I'd give them money and at the time you know you know they, they work you know five hundred dollars is more they probably make in their lifetime all yeah. these guards and uh, they took me to the border I gave them lots of money
1: the point of this book is to inspire people into, into creativity, to inspire people to travel. And when they yeah. do travel, take this book with them and to take their journey to, like, way the next level, right? Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, as I said, we believe that tra- travel uh, can be transformative in many ways. And as I said, it's done, it can create wealth distribution. It can have an impact on local people, local communities. It can have a positive cultural exchange element to it. And it can enrich the person, obviously, the travels, but it can be if, if done in the right way and, and done in a, in a in a way that's open. And you have to be inspired to travel. Travel shouldn't be something we're conditioned to do. And do um, big small things is to actually document all of that and also have something to remind you what inspired you. What you know what, when you're traveling. We've all been you know a lot of us have traveled before, and certain things inspire us. We see beautiful things. You know, certain songs, music inspires us. And this is kind of a activity book to kind of document all that to um, document your experiences.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, I I need to talk to you about a couple things that intrigue me. If I was going to travel around the world like you, there are two things that I would really love to know about or discover. There would be the the goals of my journey would be this. Uh, Number one, I would like to visit tribes that believe different religious, spiritual stuff and hang out with them. Yes. As a matter of fact, we're, we're developing a bit of a television project based on that, on that theme right now. Okay. Uh, so like an embedded doc series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one would be to, again, go visit groups of people and find out, this is going to sound weird, but find out what their death rituals are. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, it's very, that's fascinating stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, have you seen in your travels much spiritual, religious-y kind of tribal stuff? And have you seen any tribal yeah. dead, dead stuff? Yeah,
0: uh, all the time, actually. I, can t- I mean, I've spent, I've spent uh, lots of time with tribes around the world that have different beliefs and that believe, you know, in in the earth and believe in very different things. In the Amazon, I've stayed with nomadic tribes in Mongolia. Um, I've stayed with, I've said, um, Africa, different tribes. So I've done that a lot. I've I've visited, you know, um, many different communities and villages. Um, On the spiritual side, in terms of death, you see that all the time, whether you go to the Ganges or I've seen, like in Tibet, where they believe, um, you know, the, the nomadic people put dead bodies out, for the vultures to take their souls to
1: heaven. Yeah, I've, I've um, seen uh, snapshots of that. Wait, you've seen that in person? I have.
0: Yes, I have. Distant. I mean, it's distant. It's not like you're not sitting you know, close to it, but it's happening. I've seen cremations on the Ganges and all kinds of different ways in which um, tribes handle death. Uh, even, you know, the, some, even the Irish. The Irish have it right. They celebrate the life.
1: Well, I was just... I mean, let's go right to the drinking. That's really what we're talking about here. (laughs) It's
0: it's uh, it's one of the most fascinating. They throw big, huge parties when someone dies. They
1: celebrate their lives. Everything you put out there comes back to you. So, are you ready to throw yourself into the world with everything you've got? Embark on a wondrous, eclectic journey with this uh, rough-and-tumble field journal is the best way to maybe talk. You know what? This book reminds me of, you know, the Eat, Pray, Love stuff? This is like Eat, Pray, Love on ROIDs. Basically. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's,
0: uh, it's actually to, to, to document. Just imagine if you actually took time and just stopped and filled this book out and documented. You know, 20 years from now, your children will be able to understand, or your children's children will be able to understand, you know, what you were thinking or what inspired you at that time.
1: And that's yeah. creating that legacy it's, and sharing it sharing connectedness embark on a wondrous eclectic journey with his rough and tumble field journal packed with inspiration and activities from around the globe page by page you'll be challenged to write rip make and share as you escape your comfort zone and pay it forward let's talk about the paid forward aspect of this book uh, j- mm-hmm. just share with us a couple of uh, a couple of things that kind of fall into that category
0: uh, well there's, there's different ways in which people can pay for it forward. I mean you know there's stories there's there's vignettes in the book where people talk about how, you know, they, you know, they were inspired while traveling and met someone, helped someone out, or there's a great story of a, um, a, a woman who went to a, a small island in Nicaragua and, and met a, a sad man who lost his mandolin, 80 years old, 80-something years old, and couldn't play music and was born a new one. She went on Facebook and raised money from her friends and you know, brought him this new mandolin, and it, it, it. And she realized that it ignited the whole community, the whole village, when he played this music. When she brought it to him, and he, you know, started playing, and he had never had such a new, beautiful instrument. Um, that's that's paying it forward, doing things like that uh, when you're traveling, being aware, being present, and um, you know, giving back as much as, as you take when you get when
1: when you do travel. You know, th- you have a split personality. I just thought I'd play Doctor Phil here for a second. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, first of all, you're Mr. Business Guy, right? Your first book yeah. and Looptail and you're Mr. Entrepreneur. When you were, what, 14 years old, you subcontracted out your paper route. Um, I was 12, but yeah, oh. two, 11, two 11-year-olds. Dude, don't wreck a good story <laughs> with facts. <laughs> when you were a young kid, you were already an entrepreneurial dude. And, uh, yeah. and then you started this, this, uh, this adventure company. And uh, so, you know, you're, you're, people come to you for business and, and uh, entrepreneurial advice. But then you mm-hmm. also have this ultra-creative, you know, don't bug me now to, to get the stuff, the deadline for the book. Thing. I'm traveling the world. I'm experiencing life. I'm jumping off of cliffs. I'm parasailing or what? I don't know, whatever the heck you do. Do you not see yourself as a bit of a nut job being in both, both those worlds? It's just incredible. How do you have both those brains working so much? Uh, well, I, I I've never thought of myself as a nut job. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not quite what I meant. But. I mean,
0: <laughs> I do I do see I do see myself as pretty uh, unique. But you know, I've been doing this for twenty five years. I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't start this way. It's been like you, you know you like you promote. It's about lifelong learning and, and you know to, um, com- growing. I mean, I grew. I started my company. We just celebrated twenty five years in September. I mean, I started when I was you know twenty three. I'm almost fifty now um and so you grow and i've had great opportunities because of you know i've followed my destiny with my my business and um and and doing what we do and I, it's given me great opportunities it's given me amazing access to things that i think i'm pretty fortunate to have and ultimately it it, it 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 that stuff changes you and if you are open to it and your heart is open to accepting things like this you you yeah you do kind of <laughs> becoming a <nut> job <laughs>
1: <Over laughs> that 's what i 'm saying that 's exactly what i 'm saying <laughs> you pointed out the obvious. Uh, I want to I introduce to you uh, uh, Tim the Tool, who's our engineer here. He's busting with questions because uh, he's more ADD than I am. <laughs> yeah, Bruce,
2: nice <laughs> to talk to you. Um, question, I mean, um, whether you call it a vacation or a trip or, or anything, my, my question, because I know for myself personally how long it takes to sort of relax and be able to get your head out of the rat race wherever you've been like do you have Mm -hmm. like a minimum time a maximum time do you have suggestions as to how long you go for to do these things
0: um i mean i think like with anything in life i mean with practice it gets better i think that when people don't make um when they don't travel regularly and you know you every three or four years you try and get away and you want something magical to happen in uh, one week on the beach you know it's just (laughs) it's hard I mean, but if you actually make it a priority that every year you're going to get away and you're going to experience something new or tick, tick something off your bucket list or, and prioritize it, and make sure you have the money for it and save for it and think about it because it drives happiness, too, when you know something's on the horizon, it becomes easier with practice, right? Right. I mean, people put a lot of pressure on travel because they get off. it's seen as like an escape from your life. Right
2: yeah and I mean and the it, challenge too is is you know it does take time to sort of relax and to come down and to be able to get your mind focused and sometimes you need to be physically and mentally just shut down for a couple of days and you might not be sure. able to go out and jump out of an airplane or a bungee jump or kayak yeah, I, I, with sharks know, or
0: and I totally get that and i i, 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 I have the same i do have the same problems i was my company's grown quite big, and I, it's it 's very high pressure, and I do find it hard even myself to. When I do get away to to take those first few days, you know it takes you two or three days to unwind and if your whole vacation is only six or seven days I mean you've got three days before you have to return so you get better at it and I think that vacations need to be longer first of all they need to be more regular and and they have to be with more purpose like you have to have more intention that what you want to accomplish and as you do it uh, regularly like anything you do on a regular basis if you exercise you get stronger you get better.
2: Now, well, then maybe we should be more like the Europeans. Don't they have more vacations? You just sounded sort of like Cliff
0: Clavin oh when my you said God. that. Europeans,
1: yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we, we should, know, should be more like the Europeans. First Santa <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of the. When you, when you look around the world, Canadians having two weeks' holidays is outrageous. I mean, it is. The, the French have five, six weeks, the Germans, four weeks, and
1: Australians kind of work between holidays, really. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, they do. I was down there for five years. I know exactly what it's like. And if you work at some company for 10 years, you get long service leave, which is yeah. one year off paid.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and because it's a priority, mental health is a priority. And people, they, there's a long studies that people that take care of themselves and you know take these breaks, mental breaks, and they they're much happier and they they perform better. Um, but North America doesn't hasn't caught on to that quite yet.
1: Uh, we're on the phone with Bruce Poon He's the founder of G Adventures, best-selling author of Loop Tail and Do Big Small Things. Bruce, a couple of, of final questions here. First of all, Mutt Industries. Tell me about them.
0: Oh, that's that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked. Um, well, we were looking for, you know, uh, someone to, um, you know, tell the story in the, in the art in the book, and we we've, we were getting all different influence and all different kinds of people. And we heard about this group that was in Portland, and they were all cast-offs from a very big, um, from big agencies that didn't work for Nike and Apple and um, Microsoft, that, that were creative people that worked for huge agencies, and a bunch of them got together, and formed a settlement in an old run-down warehouse in Portland, in a very sketchy area of town. And they were all, they'd all made a lot of money, so it wasn't a money thing. And they were all inspired to just creating beautiful things. So I flew out there and met this group of, you know, creative refugees. And it was, they were amazing. And they really, it was a really, you know, it was an old John Deere warehouse. And it was very scary and creepy and very integral. And these guys are in there looking for interesting projects to, to make so we gave them all our content to give us the the visual art um, that we wanted, and they did amazing work. I mean they did amazing things um and we wanted them to we worked with them there was a few there was a lot of people involved it was a community effort to to um do do to do this book um but they i mean they were the, some of the most interesting people i've actually ever met so different to me um because their whole life is creative expression visual expression. Uh, and the ideas that came out of their hands was just blew me away what they could do with their hands um and their their minds it was it was amazing
1: um uh, bruce what what i don 't even know how to ask this so you 've traveled around the world you 're an entrepreneur you 've got the big company you 're a big deal people know you <laughs> um what is there has there been a, like any sort of spiritual enlightenment as you 've traveled have you yes Oh, there has okay. Like, oh, cause yeah. that's what kind of our show is about. And I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm. I'd like to know what you've seen, what you've felt, what you've heard. If you've, if you've seen evidence of God, because I kind of suck at finding that. If you have of God if, specifically, yeah. If you've, enc- okay. have you encountered evil? What are you thinking? What are you feeling about that whole realm? I mean,
0: I, I don't go. I haven't seen evidence of God. I mean, that's not something that I go around looking for. Maybe though, right. um, but. I certainly see um, faith and spirituality everywhere. I mean, everywhere I go. I mean, I've had some amazing experiences myself. Um, and one of the ones that's kind of the turning point of my life and it's kind of the turning point of Loop Tale in my original book was, and, and really why I think my business is successful is a trip I did in 1997 to Tibet. Um, and, you know, I was quite skeptical about spirituality in 1997. I was raised as the entrepreneur that you kind of mentioned before. But yeah. You know a heart that business is cold and business is unemotional and business is you know black and white but when i went to tibet it's one of the most spiritual countries in 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 the world i mean it's a phenomenal place that you know still makes decisions you know when you think about you know the 50s what was happening with the rest of the world that tibet was still making decisions by oracles and spiritual leaders and you know the dalai lama you know he was still there but it was, you know, before the, the Chinese invaded. It was. It's an amazing place where people make decisions in all of their lives from a spiritual place, um, and that changed that changed me forever. Like, I mean, it changed the way I looked at business and people and the whole idea of karma. And I'm not a Buddhist myself, but I believe in so many aspects of, um, you know, paying it forward and the idea that what you put out there comes back to you. And uh, Tibet was that was the turning point for me. I went there and I was just fascinated by the people and the uh, spirituality and how people made every decision from a, a, their heart and their a spiritual place. And hmm. I mean, that's about faith, right? Yeah. Now, in terms of you know, religion is 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 very different, and you know, everyone has different interpretations of their own religion. And you know, uh, I've you know, I've not. You know, I see, you see very, you know, people that are religious all over the world, whether you go to the Middle East or you go to Latin America, it's very Catholic. But, um, you know, in terms of the spirituality, even going out to the Amazon, I have a, um, you know, one of my, my businesses started with a Indian tribe that's out there, the Pimpilala tribe. And I'm sorry, I the what of, tribe? Pimpy Lala tribe in Ecuador, it's like an Amazon rainforest. I'm
1: sorry, we have to just stop on that word. Yeah, for, uh, all I heard was Pimpy Lala, which sounds like blonde pimps or something, yeah, and I don't understand. Street workers having a lot of fun. Yes, it's Pimpy okay. Lala time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that they, uh, they thought of that. No, um, the adult version but, of the telescope. Uh, so where, <laughs> where, where is that group again?
0: They're in the rainforest, in Ecuador. Man, <laughs> in the Amazon. Delphine is the head of the tribe, and so. Oh right, <laughs> right, right. And uh, and they have a completely different um, spiritual belief in Pachamama, they call it, which is Mother Earth. <laughs> oh. Everything comes out of Mother Earth, and um, so all of those things are, you know, you see that all the time—the the elements of spirituality when you travel.
1: Uh, Tim, Tim and I, Tim and I are twelve-year-old uh. boys. Please don't forget that. And when you say "punch your mama" tribe or whatever yeah. it was, punch It's uh, anyway. no, not a tribe,
0: no, though. That's just Spanish Peep, for Mother lala Earth. Pachamama. <laughs> You're you a little Hance. child over there. Stop giggling. Uh, Handsome okay. mama.
1: Okay. Handsome mama. Hance, hence, lynch your mama. Okay. <laughs> so, listen. Th- I Honestly, I had a look at the PDF file of this book, and this is a fantastic book. And, I, you know, look, I'm, I'm probably supposed to say nice stuff about this because you're on my show. But, honestly, it, this is a fantastic gift for anybody that you know has got a travel thing coming up. Or even yeah. if they don't have a travel thing, this is a very inspirational book to kind of get people motivated towards, I don't know, living life. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it isn't just about
0: travel. It's just yeah. it's about the idea of, of exp- exploration, exploring. But the world is out there yeah. for everyone, and it's just waiting. And so everyone has that opportunity to, to, to go after it. And... This, we, we wanted this book to inspire people to do it in a different
1: way. Bruce Boone Tippy's the founder of G Adventures, best-selling author of Loop Tale and Do Big Small Things. That's the book we're chatting about, uh, Do Big Small Things. We're actually giving away a copy of today's HarperCollins book on our Drew Marshall Show Facebook page in partnership with faithbooks.ca so go to our Facebook page and uh, you can find out how you can win today's book. Uh, Bruce, thanks man, I really appreciate and I love the fact you're Toronto boy. I love the fact you're a good Canadian kid now. Thank you. (laughs) I am a good Canadian kid now. Now. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, man. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks very much. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Mitch Albom, the number one best-selling author of Tuesdays with Maury, is back. Mitch's heart-rending and inventive new novel, The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto, follows the life story of Frankie, the greatest guitar player who ever lived, and the lives he changes with his six magical blue strings. Infused with the message that music, like love, has the power to affect us all, The Magic Strings of Frankie Presto is a classic in the making. Once again, Mitch album shows readers that the lives we touch affect others, and that changing
1: one can be as simple as the pluck of a guitar string.